Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back. We've got a great podcast for you guys today. Actually, it's going to be a series of podcasts, and this is going to be an exact drill down day by day plan. Your schedule, your you know activities. What are the things that you should be absolutely positively getting done for the rest of this year? Now that we present this every year this time, and it always comes down to uh, the reaction from the audience and our coaching clients is always you know good news, bad news. The good news is is that and some people will say the good news is, well, we're rolling into the holidays. I love the holidays. I've got, you know, I can have look forward to a lot of days off. That's true. And the bad news is, is that the year is almost over. And I know that's crazy to think about because this has been another weird year, but the reality of it is it is almost over. And you, you want to make the most of next year. Now, as we've been begging all of you to do for the last 60 days, uh, psychologically start thinking of essentially October 1st as the start of your new year, because when you do that, you roll into the new year with momentum and hopefully, well, I actually know for a fact a lot of you have been doing that because we've been hearing and getting emails and messages and messages on Instagram and texts from all of you thanking us for keeping you motivated and educated and in action because you're now taking listings. And that's really what the end result will be, hopefully, for all of you when you listen to today's and tomorrow's podcast. So again, good news, bad news. Good news is a lot of people love the holidays. Bad news is we want you to work the rest of the year, not just coast into next year. That's right. So get yourself out of the mosh pit of negative, confusing, and weird headlines. That's not productive. Get yourself out of the mindset of maybe I'll just restart on January 1st and realize that you do still have some runway right up to and including New Year's Eve. So this is your how to make money every day until New Year's Day plan. So the clock is ticking towards the start of a brand new year. That's exciting. But meanwhile, there is work still to do. How will you end this year? Will you look back and be proud of what you were able to accomplish? Were you able to move the needle on your goals? Or will you be saying to yourself a lot of woulda, coulda, shoulda words? So at this point, you're either on track, ahead, or behind where you should be based on the goals that you set for this year. If you're goalless, it's not too late for you. Get your real estate treasure map today by joining Premier Coaching for free. Text the word Premier to 47372 and get to work on your personalized business and life plan. Hold on, listeners. Did you hear that? Julie actually read a commercial. I did. (laughs) That was amazing. Well, again, so the real estate treasure map is your fill-in-the-blank business plan. That is included when you join Premier Coaching. You can join Premier Coaching right now for free. So just text the word Premier to 47372. If you're outside of the continental United States or prefer not to text, that's great. Just go to members.timandjulieharris.com, members.timandjulieharris.com. But if you really want to have momentum rolling into next year and the rest of your career, absolutely positively become a Premier Coaching member. And the best part, I'm sure you'll agree, is there's no risk. It's 100% for free. So just text the word Premier, P-R-E-M-I-E-R, to 47372. Text the word Premier to 47372. Or just go to members.timandjulieharris.com. And remember, when texting, message and data rates may apply. Yes, so start with, and here's where you get your pencil out, you get your typing fingers out, start with how many work days you actually have left this year. Now, from today until New Year's Day, 
you have 83 actual calendar days. Let's do this. Let's break it down. And are you about to do that? Yes. Oh, yes, you are. Sorry. That's okay. So that may sound like a lot. I mean, that's practically 90 days, right? That's practically the whole quarter. But let's take a closer look at the calendar. You can adjust accordingly based on your own plans. And when you're done with this exercise, put a dollar sign on every work day and cross out your non-work days. Or if it makes you happy, put a smiley face on your non-work days, whatever works for you. So there are 83 actual days until next year. Subtract, for example, 12 weekend days, two days for Halloween, seven days for holidays like Christmas and Hanukkah, etc., and seven days leading up until New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. When you do just that, now I'm not accounting for kid events, I'm not accounting for travel, sick days, you know, planned uh, extended vacations, anything like that. I'm just taking the basics here. When you do that, you're left with about 43 work days left this year. Again, adjust accordingly to your own schedule, but this is a pretty realistic drill down. What will you accomplish in those 43-ish work days? There are 44 days until Thanksgiving, 76 days until Christmas, 69 days until the first day of Hanukkah, 82 until New Year's Eve. You guys getting the point here? We're really running the clock down. There are plenty of t There's plenty of time, family time, travel time, lots of things to look forward to, lots of football to watch, right? Lots of presents to wrap and unwrap. Uh, so the refilling of the cup and taking time off, there's already a lot of forced leisure time the rest of this year. What we're asking you to do is take seriously the work days you have left this year. That way you can have momentum going into next year. And I want to share a little sidestep with you guys. I had a coaching client years ago. Um, he was a younger guy in his 20s and very successful. I think he was 23 or 24. He sold in Manhattan. He did a lot of leases. And he did not want to work all year. He wanted to travel. So we made a, basically a deal. I, this is back when I was doing a lot of private, you know, personal one-on-one -on -one coaching calls. The deal was he was going to earn the amount of money he needed to earn for the entire year by May. So we started in January. That's when he hired me. And then sure enough, by the end of May, he had earned enough money to pay all of his business and personal bills for the rest of the year uh, just from the sales that he did. Now, what did he do? He packed in what would have been 12 months worth of work into five months because he was following a very similar plan. Many of you would love to have some extended time off. You can do it. It's just uh, psychology at the end of the day. It's time allocation. It's scheduling. It's what you're, what you're prioritizing. Frankly, it always comes down to the bottom line of doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. And the more of doing of what you don't want to do, the more you actually want to do it because you are actually seeing the results from having done it. And this is the little flip side to the saying that some, you know, frankly, I had a coach or um, it was a, uh, I think I mentioned this on the podcast the other day. Somebody uh, was, uh, you know, being thankful on uh, Instagram about her podcast and she posted one of her favorite sayings, which is, if you want ever increasing levels of success in your business and personal life, do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level, right? And somebody in her comments that I read was sort of like couldn't wrap their mind around why you'd want to, you know, approach. Why would you do such a thing? Exactly. Well, you're not following your passion. You're not doing, you're not, what about your big why and your dream boards? And, you know, she didn't respond to her credit or maybe she doesn't even read her comments, which is great too. But the reality of it was, is that I get it. Some of you don't like being told to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. But here's the reality. Eventually, you're going to figure out what I just said, that saying that Julie and I coined years ago. You're going to figure out it's true. And you're going to think back to this day and you're going to wish you actually would have taken it seriously. Because the, if you write down a list of all the things that you don't want to do in your business, and by the way, you could scale this out to your personal life as well, they're almost always the things that are going to get you the greatest results, the greatest pleasure in some cases, you know, the greatest sense of relief. 
you know, those are the things that you should be prioritizing. But everybody, especially in this sort of strange alter, you know, parallel universe life we all been living for the last 14 years, low interest rates and all the rest of it, you know, obviously all that's come to an end. But the moral of the story is a lot of people have been spoiled. They've been spoiled by a constantly buoyant market. They've been spoiled by never-ending FOMO from buyers and sellers. They've been spoiled by, frankly, low interest rates. All of that's rounding the bend. So there's a lot of people who haven't had to ever really do what they didn't want to do and they didn't want to do it at the highest level, especially in real estate. Well, those days are at an end or soon will be in a meaningful way. So I strongly encourage all of you to take that little you know challenge I gave you seriously. Write down all the things in your business that you don't want to do. That, how about this? Write down all the things in your real estate business that you will never do no matter what. It's horrible. You would never possibly fathom that. And then I want you to notice all the things that you wrote down or the things that are going to lead directly to a paycheck, but also require the most skill. You work on that little mental Rubik's Cube. <laughs> well, that's assuming that you want to someday do what you do want to do when you want to do it at a high level, right? Or Actually, that's right. But it's assuming that someday you want to do what you want to do when you want to do it, assuming you want to do it at all, at whatever hell level you want to. Well, that's true. <laughs> More accurately. Yeah. Okay. So this is your make money every day until New Year's Eve plan. Now, as usual, we're going to start out with a mindset point. So reset your mindset if necessary. Point number one, it, let's just say it's December 31st of this year, and you're looking back on the year. This is where you get your pencils ready, your typing fingers. What three things are you most proud of accomplishing in your business? What three things are you most proud of in your personal life? Don't just keep listening and say, oh, that's an interesting question. Write it down. Answer that question. So that's something that Julie and I ask all of our private coaching clients. And we're sharing that question with you as well, because sometimes people have a, it's very challenging to focus the mind on a specific goal. You start out with these sort of, you know, multi-sentence paragraph explanations of sort of what maybe you want in life. And then, you know, if kept, if you are kept, uh, if we keep pressing you, then you really drill it down. So one of the best things, exercises, that Julie and I personally do this, and we've done this back when we lived in Ohio. I'll tell you guys a little personal thing. Back when Julie and I lived in Ohio, we sold real estate. We've been married for three decades. Boom, boom, boom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we used to go on what we call uh, Harris Family Summits. It was just Julie and I. We go on Harris Family Summits, and we would go from cold, blustery Ohio in the winter, usually in January, and we'd find someplace warm that's, you know, in the beach, you know, that we could actually sort of take a breath. And, and we'd have these goal-setting uh, questions, and this is one of the questions we came up with. Like, we'd ask ourselves, um, and we didn't, um, you know, we tried to avoid talking about any of this, so the thoughts were not overly processed by the time we actually were doing our goal-setting. And Julie would ask me, Tim, what are the three or five things that you're most proud of we've accomplished in the last five years, or five, you know, I'm sorry, in the last 12 months? And I'd ask her the same thing. And we found that it was not that much, it, it was actually the very simple things, the things that had the most impact that we we're the most proud of having accomplished. You can replace the word proud with something else, but at the end of the day, listeners, it's now, you know, at the end of the year, we're sitting on a beach in Puerto Rico, and Julie and I sit on a beach in Puerto Rico every day now. You know where we live, which is again the fulfillment of three decades worth of uh, you know toil and trouble, basically, Indeed. right? And now we're able to ask that question every single day: What are the things you're most proud of? And really, it always comes down to three or five things. And then the follow-up question, and this is to question number two. Question number two, turning it around a little bit, but keeping you introspective. If today we're in, we're actually December 31st, in other words, you didn't have those 40 plus days to work. How about this? They're sitting on the beach with us. Yep. You're in Dorado, Puerto Rico. And it's actually December 31st, or as of right now, or January 1st. Or January 1st, yeah. And you're looking back. 
based on what you've done as of right now, what's on your woulda, coulda, shoulda list? In other words, what are you currently regretting that you need to hold yourself accountable to before it's too late? Well, another way of uh, framing that question is now that you've made your list of what are the three or five things that you're most proud of having accomplished in the last 12 months, the follow-up question to that is what are the 12 months from now, what are the things that you want to be most proud of having accomplished? That's right. right. That's That's, right. So what you're doing is you're looking back to see what you've accomplished, what you're proud of, and then you're looking forward to asking yourself what is it that you want to be uh, grateful for 12 months into the future. And so that's ultimately where all this, this, this type of thinking goes. Now, look, you can choose things like paying off debt. You can choose things like buying a new house. Maybe you got married. Maybe you had a baby. But it also can be small things. You took three listings from expires that you proactively lead generated from. You added a staff member, and that staff member is able to help you scale up your business to a larger level. You guys get the point? So don't use other people's um, you know, answers as your answer. What are you most proud of? Well, and, and again, I'm going to go back to the thing I was sharing with you guys a second ago. Notice the things that you're the most proud of are the things that you didn't want to do when you didn't want to do them at the highest level. You guys get it? You get the correlation here? Yes. And oftentimes the things that you're most avoiding. So that's why you've got to be introspective on these first couple of points. Now, based on your answers, point number three, what steps must you immediately implement to have a grateful December 31st? Of 2023. Sure. What Uh, must you stop doing and what must you start doing? Those maybe have different answers for you, right? Are you running your business on luck and hopium or on proactive lead generation, producing predictable and duplicatable results? So you're moving forward and you're asking yourself now, what are the things that's now we're sitting on the beach in January? You've now written down your three to five things you're most proud of. You're going to write down a year from now, you want to be looking back, uh, sitting with us on the beach, and you're now going to be saying, I'm proud that I lost 30 pounds. I'm proud that I saved this amount of money. I'm proud that I moved to EXP Realty and I have this much money from passive revenue from revenue share. I'm proud that I took five listings or 10 or 50 or 100 or 500. You guys get the point? We need You need to really drill down. It does not take that much it, it's like sometimes when people make dr- uh, goal boards and all that and dream boards and you write your goals in the five areas of life. And that is a worthwhile effort to go through. It's part of the real estate treasure map that you guys get for free when you join Premier Coaching. Text the word Premier to 47372. You get, that's part of the you know the first uh, level that we want you to really drill down on in Premier Coaching. But what you're really going to then, with the, the point of this exercise is to take the, so there's five areas of life, right? There's educational, there's spiritual, there's uh, family, there's financial, and there's physical, right? And so when you look at those five areas of life, you don't actually have to set goals in each of those categories. And this is, and and I'm stepping on Julie's next point, so I'm going to let her read it. That's okay. So this is indeed an excerpt from the Real Estate Treasure Map, which you can get for free when you join Premier Coaching for free. Okay, so point number four. Again, this is a little piece of the treasure map. What are your specific, we call them SMART goals, and I'll drill down on on a second, for the rest of this year, for next year. The difference between a dream and a goal is that a dream is specific, this is spells out smart, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. It is written down and has a plan attached to it. It's not just a dream, it's got a plan. That's what we call smart goals. So revisit your treasure map. Some of you listening have been in Premier Coaching for a while, that's great. Or create new goals in five areas of life for the rest of this quarter and of course planning into next year using your real estate treasure map. Those goals in five areas, the five areas again, are physical, financial, family, spiritual, and educational. So let me interject this here. So I'm reading your notes and you didn't talk about this. It's okay. Okay. Here's another thing that sometimes raises eyebrows. 
Balance is a myth. You will never be in balance ever, ever, ever. And the reason I'm sharing this with you is because a lot of people spend a lot of energy and frustrate themselves to great lengths trying to be in balance where somehow magically everything is, you know, your finances in balance, your financials in balance, your family's in balance, your spirituality is in balance, your educational, your learning is in balance. It's very difficult, if not impossible. So here's the things that Julie and I have learned having hundreds of thousands of personal one-on-one coaching calls. At different points in your life, you're going to focus on different things. So as you get older, maybe your, you know, maybe let's say, for example, spiritual becomes more important as you get older. You guys get it? When you're at a certain age, like younger people are almost always really focused on physicality, right? 20s, you want to look good. And, you know, if you think about it evolutionarily, you're makes going, sense, right? It makes sense, right? You're peacocking up, trying to look pretty for the, uh, you know, sure. potential mate. Right. It all makes sense. So there's a natural progression towards life. So it's perfectly fine. And when you start having kids, I mean, we were just spending time with, um, you know, uh, you know, Carrie Shaw and um, Dan Lesniak, and they have four children and they're in their early 40s and they're spending a lot of times with their four wonderful little kids. And that, so they need to focus whether they want to or not. A lot of their time is going to be focused on their, you know, four little blonde babies, right? Yes, their kids will make them focus one way or another. That's right. So maybe they're not spending so much time reading books or maybe they're not spending any time thinking about spirituality. You guys get it? So if, if for example, Dan and Carrie have these four wonderful little babies and they're trying to, uh, you know, they feel like, oh, I need to balance everything. I need to go. I'm only going to spend, you know, this much time with family, this much time with this, this much time with that. It screws everything up. So it just, actually throws you farther away from balance, in my opinion, after hundreds of thousands of coaching calls yep. and our family planning and our summits and everything that we've been through. I think in the attempt of achieving this mythical balance, you actually can do yourself some harm because you're not really focusing on what you should be focusing on and also allowing yourself to change, you know, certainly year over year in different times of your life, but even within the same year, right? How many of you are resetting due to the market shift and now all of a sudden you're focusing as you should be on more education and increasing your skills Whereas maybe first quarter, you know, the market had a lot more buoyancy and it was, you know, people were calling you. So allow for some change, some ebb and flow, and don't be so attached to this mythical balance idea because it doesn't actually exist. So for the sake of this podcast and what we focus on, you absolutely positively want to focus on your financial. And the nice thing about financial, strangely enough, it's actually the easiest of all the things to do, right? Well, it's very measurable. Yep. It's very specific. And for every single one of you listening, it's also attainable. Well, so let's take an example. But yeah, so but just just to make this point, right? Sure. So when you guys look at the five areas of life, physical, financial, family, spiritual, educational, if I were to ask you which is the hardest to really have good, dare I say, balance on which of those categories, none of you would choose financial. But I'm here to tell you that it's easier to actually have a really strong financial life then for many people, it is all those other types of things because you can control your effort and to a large extent, you can control the result when it comes to you focusing on your financial aspects. You just have to have a really, you know, frankly, myopic drilled down approach to your real estate business. And I have to say, EXP revenue share is going to be one of the things that once you wake up to realizing what the possibility of that is, it's going to change your life. It'll create an alternative financial pathway that you can never, you know, frankly, create many of you on your own. And I'll just give you an example. I was talking with someone this morning who's earning, I'm not, we're not going to mention names or anything, but they're earning $10,000 a month from EXP revenue share. And they're able to pay all their business and, and family uh, bills. And this person's been with EXP now for about 18 months, maybe approaching two years at the end of this year. 
and they're in our group at EXP and I'm having this conversation with them and it's, I've known this person for a long time. They've been a coaching client and it's unbelievable how different they are because they know that all the personal uh, income is covered with revenue share. And yes, they're still selling real estate. They become more successful selling real estate because the money that comes from selling real estate goes to doing what they want to do when they want to do it at the highest, at whatever level they choose. They're able to pay for vacations. They're able to, they have no, this person had no debt. They're able to actually start enjoying life at a higher level because they know their personal overhead is covered. That's called being rich where your money works for you. You no longer work for your money. But I made this point to them. I asked them if you're getting like say three or 4% return on investment, how much money would you have to have saved in cash in the stock market to make say, you know, $120,000 a year, which is what this person was making or $10,000 a month. It's like $4 million in cash. Right. There aren't too many agents that are going to be able to make $4 million. In, it's a little better than $4 million in cash in the stock market. There's not too many people, well on real estate agents, that ever can have that. So let me break it down so you understand. If you had roughly $4 million invested in dividend-paying stocks and you wanted to live off that cash flow to the extent of making $120,000 a year, I mean, that's it. You'd have to have $4 million invested. How many of you have $4 million invested? How many of you realistically can have $4 million invested in your lifetimes? After paying your expenses, your taxes, paying off the debt you already have, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It, it's unlikely. That's what EXP has been able to do. It's the greatest wealth accelerator I personally have ever experienced or seen, but it's also something that will create exponential wealth uh, for agents that choose to participate in it. Look, I get it. You know, It's dependent on what your priorities are. EXP is still a brilliant brokerage to join. The best we've ever seen. And Absolutely. I, again, that offends some people and it always elicits negative comments when we say it. But I'll challenge all of you to actually explore it. And I'll give you the, you know, the easiest way to go about doing it. Text the word Libertas to 47372, L-I-B-E-R-T-A-S. Text the word Libertas to uh, 47372. Or just skip the line and just text me directly and let's have the conversation. We have a lot of teams, a lot of individual agents, a lot of brokerages that are moving over. EXP is perfect for new agents, experienced agents. I would love the opportunity to talk directly with you guys and uh, help you self-discover that this really is the smartest thing you should be doing, especially in a changing market like this. My cell phone number and text me, do not call, is 512-758-0206. Just text me at 512-758-0206. And in the subject line, just put EXP, tell me a little bit about yourself, and we'll have a great conversation. And you can then make the decision for yourself. Yeah, so back to our SMART goals, which is point number four for your goal setting and for you know killing it for the rest of this year and certainly setting your goals for next year. You made the point about of all of the five areas, physical, financial, family, spiritual, educational. We talked about the myth of balance, but your point was that financial actually is the easier one to set and accomplish, and I agree with that. But I also would say that financial is the one category of all five that greatly influences all of the other four categories. It actually makes all of those things easier. Is it easier for you to set and execute on physical goals? What Maybe you're actually getting over COVID, for example. But that's an awesome point, Julie, because you're, you're going to have you're going to have more time to take care of your body yes. and frankly, hire better healthcare professionals. If you have more money, you're going to have more time to spend with your family without having to worry about money. You can kind of calm down the antivirus software, which is being a business owner in your head mm -hmm. while you're spending time with Bobby and Susie at whatever soccer game they're doing. You guys get the point? Or in our case, a Zoe, right? <laughs> you're going to have more time to work on meditation. You're going to have more time to read books, the more money you have. So more money creates more financial freedom and does, it, it does give you a sense of well-being 
that look, you wake up, most people wake up every single day with the omnipresent sense of dread of having to go out and earn money. And this is one of the first number one things that if you really want to experience freedom, if you really want to experience, if you really want to have, frankly, an elevated uh, you know, sense of spirituality or educational or have a great familial relationship, look, you don't have to be financially free, but you all have to admit it would be a hell of a lot easier to spend more time with your family without worrying about the next closing. You guys get the point? That's the reason we want you to focus on finances first. That's right. And if you don't believe us, take this test. How would you feel if you had one more closing this month that you could count on for X amount of dollars? Now, some of you, one isn't going to move your needle. Change the number to three. How do you feel now? How would you feel if you could count on that much more money month in and month out? Of course, you'd feel better. No matter what you're dealing with in the other categories, everything is easier when you don't have to worry about your finances. So for example, to apply our SMART rules, a financial goal. Most agents will say, well, it'd be nice to have more savings or I'd like to have make more money. Well, that's just a dream. To make it a SMART goal, let's say save six months of personal overhead and pay cash for an amazing Christmas. Maybe that's the goal, okay? So first, be specific. How much is that? Maybe your monthly personal overhead is say $5,000 a month and you want to spend another $2,500 on Christmas, adjust accordingly, obviously. So you need then $7,500 in addition to just paying your bills and keeping the lights on. Well, how many transactions is that for you? That's making it specific and making sure it's attainable and measurable. If your average net commission to you is say $9,192, I based that on an average sale price of 385 times 3%, minus 20% in fees and expenses, because we have to do our math somehow, then you should be able to meet or exceed this goal. Again, some of you, it's a half transaction to be able to have an amazing holiday season and maybe to move your needle forward monthly on that savings goal. The point is, it has to be specific. Just saying, I got to earn more money, I got to save more money, or I'll save money when I get a really big commission check, or I'll save money starting next year. That's not going to happen because that's just a dream. And when you're doing the treasure map, by the way, and we also talk about this extensively in our book, you can get it everywhere, Barnes and Noble, every bookstore, Amazon, obviously, is really a goal is a dream with an action plan. And what a lot of people make the mistake of is writing down goals, but they don't actually create the plan behind the goals. When we were creating the uh, real estate treasure map and we update it pretty much all the time, that was what we were trying to accomplish. We were trying to make it so you're not just writing down your goal, lose 25 pounds, but we're also helping you create a plan to accomplish 25 pounds. Well, I'm going to do these five things. Okay, what are you going to do to actually, what's the accountability system behind those, uh, you know, those things? And that's what the treasure map is all about. That's the reason that we want you to absolutely positively join Premier Coaching, but then download the treasure map. If you were paying us $2,500 a month to personally coach you, we would tell you to do the treasure map first. It does not matter. The treasure map, even for those of you joining Premier Coaching, is step number one because that becomes the ultimate GPS you know, this is how you know you have arrived. That's exactly the point of doing the treasure map. Yes, and it gets you away from, you know, how many of you send us texts and emails and, you know, tell your coaches. We have lots of Harris certified coaches to help you every single day. You'll say, you know what, I feel like I don't have any direction. I don't know how to move forward, right? So that's what the treasure map is for. It clarifies and gives you a specific proven plan. So that is your homework, listeners. If you're wanting to talk with me about EXP, obviously, text EXP to 512-758-0206 and definitely join Premier Coaching. And I'll 
All you have to do there is text the word Premier to 47372. Text the word Premier to 47372. Remember, message and data rates may apply. I'm going to also, I'm going to leave um, around the bend on this show with a little thought for all of you. Some of you, like everyone falls into one of three categories. You've had your best year ever. You've exceeded all your goals and you're incredibly excited, encouraged, and you're motivated and you're just walking on clouds. There's some of you that are pretty much on track. You maybe did what you did last year. You had a good year, not a great year. And some of you who are behind uh, the ball and you aren't even close to where you're financially supposed to be. All three of you are going to make, if you please don't make a big mistake because we see this happen all the time. Those of you who've had a great year, you're going to over-celebrate. You're going to celebrate too long. You're going to lose your momentum going into next year. And then you're going to have to rebuild all of it. And next year is going to suck. And this is what the reason that you see a lot of people, not just real estate people, they have good years and they have bad years. There's an interesting statistic that most people who earn a million dollars, business owners, again, not necessarily real estate agents, they only do it for one year. And I think the reason is, is because they buy too many boats and they spend too much time, you know, enjoying their fruits of their labor and they lose the momentum that got them there in the first place, right? They just see it as a one-time liquidity event. They don't see that it's something they can create. You know, remember, it's ever-increasing levels of you know success in your business and personal life comes from doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. So they'll stop doing what they didn't want to do, which did lead to the results, and they'll start enjoying themselves the following year. They have a terrible year. A great year balanced out by a terrible year means you just had two average years in a row. Followed and that's, by a recovery year. Exactly. Hopefully. Right? Which stretches it out to three years, which makes it, you know, like you might as well have done your old job. And some of you are right on track. So those of you who are on track... Maybe you're like, okay, I'm on track. I set my goals. This was a good financial year. You know, I got on I got on first base enough times. I feel like I had a good year. Keep the momentum up. Don't slow down. And those of you, you know, who are and maybe the middle group, you want to take your business to the next level. This is a good time to create the plan. And the nice thing is, is you probably do not have to increase your effort by more than maybe 10 or 15% to really, well, and frankly, it's focus effort on the things that are actually going to get you the most results. Uh, but those of you in the middle group, really any of these groups, to get to the next level for yourself uh, personally and financially, it is oftentimes far less work than you think. It's just more focused work on the things that get you the results. And those of you who are basically you know, uh, lamenting your worst year or maybe you're suffering right now financially, um, the problem that a lot of you are going to have is you don't necessarily see this as a temporary setback and you're going to carry this into a lifestyle. And I honestly, those are the people I worry about the most because this, um, I would say the trifecta of problems we've had in the economy have taken a lot of people by surprise of not, not just individuals, but big businesses, teams, real estate, you know, everybody, the whole world is going WTF. <laughs> right. And for how long? We don't know. Yeah. For how long? Exactly. Interest rates, what, you know, all these other different headwinds. It is a bizarre time. Julie and I have read an article, a little, you know, excerpts different people are coming out with different predictions about what the housing market's going to do and it's like if you take and we do this too right we're going to come out with an updated version of our you know reasons why there's not going to be a housing crash and we're looking actively for reasons why there might be a housing crash and the only reason and we've said this from the first time we did that podcast we've been updating it every quarter is the only reason we could be wrong is that there's massive unemployment which there doesn't seem to be anytime soon. So we're going to probably stay with the prediction that there won't be any sort of a noticeable housing crash with the exception of, you know, obviously massive unemployment. But it is fascinating how confused even the supposed experts at 
are, which should convince you that there really are no experts, especially those that call themselves economists. But getting back to the uh, the group that are, you know, sort of, you know, crying in their soup about not having a, a good year, feeling like it's, you know, for some reason life is just passing them by. You got to stop the self-loathing and looking for excuses why you're in the situation that you are that are not, you know, internally focused. The worst thing you can do is blame the market, blame the economy, blame this, blame the other thing. You've got to start with ultimate accountability by accepting the fact that you're in the situation you're in because of the actions that you did or did not take. And that is, if you start there, and again, very few people will ever take responsibility at that level for the outcomes they're experiencing in life. Most people will spend all their time looking for excuses why it's not their fault and compound that with finding a whole tribe of people that will also essentially pile on on how it's not their fault. It's not your fault that you're not where you want to be in life. It's this. It's the other thing. It's society. It's, you know, things that are outside of your control that are going to prevent you from ever becoming the fullest and best version of yourself. And if you are swimming in that camp and you're not having a great year, it's almost impossible for you to recognize that you're in a downward adult failure spiral. So you've got to recognize where you're at. You've got to take full responsibility for it. And then here's the thing I'm a, I'll share with all of you. You've got to break the cycle because life goes by faster than you can possibly imagine. Julie and I are running into people and, you know, virtually mostly to this day who are still licking the wounds from the housing crash that was basically over a decade ago to this day. They're still wishing that they would have done things differently and they're still not realizing that, you know, essentially they could have rebuilt whatever they felt that they lost inside, you know, 12 or 24 months had they really been focused. But instead, they have allowed themselves to stay in this long-term cycle of continuous failure. You've got to break the cycle free. You've got to recognize that you are in control of the outcome that you're experiencing. And I'll share with you a book that Julie and I, though we haven't frankly listened to read it this year, a great book. It's called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. It's a foundational book that all of you, if you're looking for one mindset book, really that's probably the only one you need to read. It's Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. It's a great place to start. It's very uplifting and inspiring. Um, and again, a perfect book to read or listen to this time of year. If you listen to it, I'll caution you. There is a version out there with Napoleon Hill actually reading the book himself. I enjoy it. That's the one Julie and I listen to. But it is so weird listening to somebody talk mm -hmm. like they did. Basically, he probably, you know, all of his, um, all of his, uh, you know, phraseology and whatnot were probably picked up in the 1900s, you know? Yeah. And it's it, funny it's a, listening. It can be hard to get into if you do that version because you have to kind of shift your mindset a little bit. I, I appreciate it. And, you know, you, you have to, you know, take the content and the facts and apply it as it's intended. And, you know, that's one book that I have to say, I don't know how many times you and I have read that, read that together, listened to it together. Mm -hmm. It does mean different things at different times of life. It does mean things very differently. You know, if you just got your license yesterday, yes, you should read or listen to Think and Grow Rich. And Harris Rules. And Harris book. Rules. And, you know, also, maybe you've been at it and you are averaging 5 to $10 million production and maybe you're stuck and you need to re-dive into that. You're going to take different things out of that at different points. And maybe you're a grizzled veteran and you've got to revisit it as well. I think it has uh, very different impacts at different times, but always positive. The, the worst thing to do this time of year, especially because of the economy, guys, is to put yourself into neutral. You've got to really be introspective about the behavior, the output that you're actually you know, doing and realize the downrange ramifications 
uh, being lackadaisical this time of year. It's going to kill your next year. You can break the cycle. You don't have to have booms and busts in your life and your finances. You can have ever-increasing levels of continued success, but you have to monitor your own behavior. Again, this is all we can make. Well, we have done thousands of hours of podcasts on this type of uh, topic. Go back and listen to all of our podcasts. By the way, thank you for continuing to make this the number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals. Um, and we certainly appreciate the support you guys have given us over the years. We're doing our best to make this podcast more, um, I think, in tune with the market change. We're going to be doing more focused, drilled down. You know, I mean, we're always practical and tactical but we're going to, in some of the cases, in some of the things, the predictions that Julie and I made years ago, it's a little heart-wrenching to see some of those things play out because I know a lot of people didn't listen to us. I'm talking about some of the lead buying scenarios. People that have been buying leads, you guys are really going to be up against it. And I strongly encourage you to wake up and realize you need to be a proactive lead generator. But a lot of the branding stuff, a lot of the different things that people have been thinking were going to be the very you know, pillars of their lead generation business and their business in general, they're now realizing that in this changing economy that those things never really worked in the first place. Uh, and we've been telling you guys about all this over thousands and thousands of podcasts. Um, and now some of you are learning the hard way. I don't want to have any of you suffer anymore or suffer needlessly or continue to suffer. So just realize, here's the thing that's amazing. The biggest fortunes and the greatest fortunes of, you know, humans have always been made during the greatest times of change. We are, like it or not, right? Like it or not, we're in one of those greatest times of changes now. You have to change too. If you don't, everything else around you is going to change and you're going to stay the same. And that's called being complacent. And that happens to people no matter how old they are. You, some of you, I remember barely, but I do remember when I was in my twenties, I used to think, well, you know, younger people aren't complacent. Older people are, are the ones that are, you know, they're kicking their feet back and they're just letting the world go by complacency can plague people at any point in their life. And, you know, if it hits you when you're younger and you never shake it and you don't realize you're and never, you're not actually uh, working towards your fullest potential by the time you're our age, you're going to look back and you're going to wish you would have. Now, if you're our age or older, and you're wanting to really take your life to the next level, you still can. And I'm going to leave you this one thought. Guys, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you only live once and you're dead a real long time. And any day you wake up and you're looking at the green side of the grass, it's an amazing day and you are blessed. So act like it because that is really the truth. There you are. So we're going to pick up where we left off tomorrow, today. In the meantime, have a fantastic day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.